Alright, so uh, welcome back to the Barrett of Beverage. Today I've got a great pleasure. I'm here at Looney's Pub in Bel Air, Maryland with Charles Tappan, mixologist, uh, Public National. I'm also here with the, the rep up here in uh, Bel Air, Mary. Uh, Mary, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about the three places you're taking our product today. Okay, Jacob. Um, my name is Mary and I'm a rep for Panera Card with Republic National. And we're doing Bel Air Whiskey Week. It is Friday, June 15th, and we're at Looney's Pub in Bel Air. And we will be taking our, after 6 o'clock, we will be taking our trip over to Black Eyed Susie's on Main Street in Bel Air. And then at 9, we'll be going over to Sean Boland's Irish Pub. And we will be tasting, at Looney's, we will be tasting the Black Jameson Black Barrel. And we'll be doing a couple different drinks with that. We'll be doing the, uh, our famous New York Sour with a red wine floater. Right. And we'll also be doing the Moscow Mule, which is Jameson and ginger beer. Perfect. Over at Black Eyed Susie's, we will be doing some Jameson castmates with some sour beers. Right. So we'll be making some sour beer cocktails. Sounds wonderful. Charles will be very busy tonight. Uh, definitely. And then when we get over to Sean Boland's, we will also be doing the New York Sour cocktail. Great. As possible. All right, so I'm going to turn my attention now over to uh, Charles, the uh, mixologist that Mary was talking about. And one of the things um, that we're featuring here is Black Barrel, uh, which is a relatively new product for Jameson's. Um, and one of the things I uh, read about when I when I talk about Black Barrel, uh, read about it online and other reviews and some conversations with uh, Charles is that one of the reasons this was developed was that it was a very versatile Irish whiskey that was able to be mixed very well as well as enjoyed neat. So we're going to enjoy it neat and talk about it as well as um, in a cocktail that will mix for us during today's podcast. But first, I wanted to ask Charles to tell us a little bit about what makes Black Barrel different than normal Jameson's. Well, first off, start with the name Black Barrel. You'll see this moniker throughout a lot of different products, a lot of different brands in the liquor industry, um, rums, scotches, whiskeys of all different tastes, Black Barrel, Black, etc. And that's referring to the type of barrels that are used. So in the United States, we all know bourbon, our indigenous spirit, uses the barrels only once. They have to be yes. new barrels and charred. Every time. And oftentimes, which is an old law that the Cooper's Union passed to make sure Cooper's barrel makers always had jobs. Yay unions. Okay, we, a well Cooper is one of the most skilled craftsmen in the world. They're hard to find. No, no, well I'm, I'm thankful after. that because without that, then we wouldn't have had started to have exactly. all these other uses for those barrels later on. That's so those barrels, of course, are sold all around the world and products are stored in it. Now, a lot of places will recondition the barrels. They may steam them, they may rechar them, other things for consistency, flavor aspects, usage. Jameson Black Barrel, again, has two different maturations. So, of course, how does any color get in the spirit? There's only, right, that or an added color is Correct. the only two ways. On a lower end product, not like Jameson. So, of course, the barrel, the barrel type in the wood is a very huge important factor on the way a whiskey tastes right. and the way it matures and the flavors. So here, unlike regular Jameson, which is getting the bourbon barrels and then being stored, this has another set of whiskey that's stored in reconditioned bourbon barrels. So they're double charred, they're re-charred. Uh, 
and the barrel has an even higher char, is reconditioned. And Those black. Exactly. That deep alligator char you hear a lot about with bourbon barrels. The whiskeys are then blended. It also sits for about twice as long. So the age length on Jameson generally around three years, four years, three to right. four. Minimum standard legal is three. Right. right. For Scotch so, and Irish, I believe. Right. Um, and this is about double that. So we're we're talking even eight, eight, possibly wow. more there in the blend. Of course, talking about a whiskey as a blend is very important because there's a lot of terms out there. Blending, flashing, influencing, finishing. A blend, to me, denotes the term that means there's multiple types of whiskey in it. And while these come from the same distillery, what makes it a blend with different types of whiskey is that some of the whiskey is distilled in pot stills and some of it's distilled in column stills, right? which makes different flavors, different textures, and different notes. And then they're blended together, so you have actually different distillates. This one having then the, third, the distillate even matured in a separate style in those double charred reconditioned barrels sitting for twice as long. There's also the addition of a very small select whiskey that is only used in the black barrels. Nice. That adds softness, smoothness, adds a richness and an extra depth. And like you were saying, that's one of the great things about it. The aging and the different types of wood and the different blend adds a richness but also a softness. Right. So the abrasiveness or the heat, the alcohol level, you may pick up on the front a little lower, but the richness, the depth, the length of the finish, the overall body of the whiskey, while smoother, is kind of more full, a little robust, um, has a great kind of more refined palate to it. Makes it great for your classic Emerald, which is a Rob, which is a uh, Manhattan with Irish whiskey, right. to do old fashioned Irish right. So a Manhattan with Scotch is a Rob Roy with Irish whiskey, it's an Emerald with Port, it's called a Ruby. So, to well, do let's, this, uh, let's taste this and talk about it a little bit too. That's since great. we're talking about let's let's taste this neat and see what it's like. So we're gonna make here one of my favorites, a classic New York sour. Can I taste this neat while yes. you're making that cocktail and talk about all those things you were saying? Now, so. first, first aspect, when you're tasting whiskey, when you're nosing it, be careful to not get too... You know a wine tasting, you want to get your nose in a big balloon glass. Right. My, my technique, and tell me if I'm way off base, because, you know, you're the paid expert. Um, I always put my mouth over the glass um, and get have it filter through my mouth up into my olfactory nerves so I'm not getting as much alcohol. And that's not a bad way. Remember, 80% of your uh, flavor receptors are in your nasal passages. Yep. Nasal passages. But what I like to do, the way I've taught, is slightly, because this is a 40% ABV spirit, if right. you get in there like a wine tasting, you will gonna, feel oh, yeah. that you alcohol. Feel the burn in your you can get buzzed very quickly. You can burn out your nasal passages. I like to keep my mouth slightly parsed, some quick breaths right over, so you can kind of nose yep. and get those flavors. That's very fruity on the nose, yes. with, with light florals, and I've got hints of like baking spices on the back. Indicative of the American barrels, indicative of the barley and the, the grain that's used. The now, do, they, do, do they use a bread before that they use both malted and unmalted barley? And yes. Do you use that in this too? Yes, so that's indicative of Irish whiskey. So before 
Irish whiskey used to be one of the most prolific in the world, and there were over 200 different distilleries in Ireland, and it was the most sold, traded, consumed whiskey. Prohibition, the number one consumer for Ireland went away, the Irish Civil War, the potato famine, all of these things closed down and only left four distilleries. They formed Irish Distillers Limited or Middleton's Distilleries. That style of whiskey that remained was the triple distilled and the pot still, with the malted and unmalted blended with column still whiskey. They used to be made all different ways and types, and you see that coming back, but the Middleton style is what survived and then brought Irish whiskey back to prominence. I heard a story, don't quote me on this, but I heard that the reason they used malted and unmalted barley was because the British passed an excise tax on malted barley. So the Irish, of course, being thrifty and intelligent, what they did is they would take the fermented malted barley, that's what they paid the tax on, then you would take unmalted barley, put it in right as the germination process and the fermenting was happening, pressing. So that way it was still, you get the full amount, but only have to pay taxes on half of it. I, 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 I will give some level of credence to that story because I've read other historic accounts about how those taxations on malt also affected the quarter uh, beer uh, recipes in a similar manner. And so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Now, while Charles was giving us a history lesson, uh, I was tasting the spirit, and I'd say this is a much uh, richer, fuller body experience compared to just regular Jameson's. Um, you still have the beautiful kind of sweet central character notes that you get on you know, your regular Jameson, but it's uh, there's some dark fruit notes on it. Um, definitely a spiciness that comes across on the mid palate and the finish. Baking spice, of course, is one of the major types of flavors, and it's important when you're talking spice to differentiate between oh, yeah. baking and pepper right. spice. It's not peppery. It's, it's things like allspice, cinnamon, maybe clove, but more but allspice you know, than Irish cinnamon. whiskey, I always get notes of sand and red pepper. That's how oh, I denote actually that. Irish whiskey to me. You mean like not red pepper hot? You mean like sweet red pepper? Or you mean like, no, how, like, like, like a cayenne red, red like pepper? A red, no, like a red bell pepper. Red bell pepper, right. Sweet red bell kind pepper. Of. Right. Sometimes, you know, like vodka and gin have a lot of white pepper, and you can get black pepper on a lot of things, too. Um, so I get a little red pepper, some sand, the lightness, the morality, the caramel notes. That comes from, like I said, the, they found that the pressing using the malted and unmalted barley helped give their style of Irish whiskey an added popularity right. and softness, and that's where you're picking up a lot of the texture. Another thing that's important to denote about the Middleton style in Irish whiskey in general is that they're made in, the pot stills are gigantic. Yeah. So another, this I do know, another tax that was passed was on the amount of distillate you were making, but on the number of stills that you had. Aha. So what did the Irish do? They Make build one big that, old still. That copper and that extra interaction, because copper is a soft metal right. and bonds with sulfates and hard conjures and things that can taste really rough, it brings them out. That's why pot stills have to be cleaned. Yeah, so you want to read your, your sign there. Right? So, Here. What you got? Uh, Here's what we got. That extra Jameson interaction with the copper, so that larger still, the larger volume also helps create a softer, more approachable experience. And so then when you see that and you put everything together, 
the, the special blend, the double lace, the traditional style. You can I'm, see how I'm sitting right here, uh, and, I, and you know, it's funny. I don't know if I'm just in the background. There was a guest here, uh, kind of eager before their, their event starts. At same, I thought Jameson was just a shot, and anybody who tastes this version is not going to think of it as shooting whiskey. In fact. I, I would have no problem enjoying this as a sipping whiskey, period. So I'm very interested to see what you're doing uh, here in your shaker for the cocktail. Uh, what's this one called? This is one of my favorites. It's a classic New York sour style cocktail. And a New York sour style is simply a regular whiskey sour, whiskey, simple syrup, and lemon juice with a float of red wine. And, you know, it's one of those things that's simple enough, anyone can do it, and it's just unique enough that it's a great one to show the friends and family all around town and to have at cocktail parties because it's still it's a super simple um, cocktail. I believe it was originally done with brandy. Uh, you know, yeah. so great drink. Like I said, one of my absolute all-time favorites, and we're just going to get that here. Now we got a little red wine. I'll, I'll definitely take a picture of one of these later. Um, I'll get one for you. Yep, and the red, uh, red wine There's the just gives nice little color cool. to the drink. It um, adds adds a lot of flavor to it. I'm imagining you it's have going to bring to out the fruit flavors. That's what I'm thinking yes. about that whiskey. And you have to be very careful <laughs> not to over red wine this cocktail because then it'll come up, which is still great, like a whiskey sangria, but you want the wine as accentuated, not to be the dominant. Base. This is kind of like in music, because you know I'm a musician, this is an overtone. This is not a... This is not your formula. Right. See how light you play through this? Yes. Very That's light. That's the way I really enjoy it with the lights. You know, really kind of less than a finger. Right. A layer. I enjoy it on ice. I've seen it off on the rocks. I've seen it in a tall drink. I've seen it with an egg white. I've done this type of drink with everything from Jameson, Jameson Black Barrel to cognac, vodka, gin, rum. All different types. Scotch. Yeah, no, that's good. Great that good? With scotch. Yeah. All right, let's see what this is like uh, in the cocktail. That'll put you in the next one. You have two ways to drink it. You can either drink it even through it. the sour. Right. So you drink the wine, so, and then the sour. You, you say you get all three? You get one of those. A lot of people love to oh, okay. try it that way and then mix it in. Black so it gives it a little bit more blush. Right. Like you said, some more... Yeah. What I thought was interesting, the way I just yeah, had I like it, that. was the wine forward, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I, like that. I got really a little bit of easy. that dryness from the red wine tannins, and it burst right into the fresh flavor of the lemon, interacting with the, the caramel notes and a little bit of that spice from the from the, from the black. That's really nice. And the black, black barrel can still stand up in the cocktail yes. and it's just enough right there and it's not too strong not too hot but still has some right. great taste and then i'll stir it up as the other way you suggested and you're right it's like a different it's a slightly different cocktail it's often have that tell people with scotches there's a big difference between meat and that little drop of water um now it totally is more fruity. With all whiskey, while Irish whiskey even to me reacts more to that one drop of water than Scotch does oftentimes. 
taking uh, something like the black barrel and trying it um, three, four different ways. Yeah. It's a great learning experience to have black barrel meat and regular Jameson. Do it side by side. Tell the wife that so, you're doing research well, well, no, so you can get away with that's it. That's what this podcast is for, research. But if you taste, take Jameson and Jameson Black Barrel and you pour it in four small glasses like this, like the types of glasses we have or small right. rocks glasses, pour one neat or pour them all neat. And then one you add ice, one you add a drop of water, right. one is neat. And then even I've done it with stirred or prepared ice, but... Another good way is to maybe even try a splash of ginger ale and club soda in the fourth one. And when you taste all four, they're going to be night and day different. And when you taste then even Jameson with a drop of water versus a black barrel with a drop of water, it's even amazing more to see how they react in different ways, similar in different ways. And you can literally be... Imagining yourself drinking different whiskey. One of the biggest questions I got always as a bartender, and I get now when we do events like this or when I speak at Engineers Club, how do you drink your whiskey? One of the biggest questions I've always got. Me, rocks, aren't you curious? You only drink it with me. I'm like, what's the day? What's the setting? What's the location? What's my mood? What's the weather like? Is it hot? I like it changes. Am I done just finished working a 14-hour shift and want to sit on the couch? Am I trying to, to use the drink? What is the spirit I'm having? What type of whiskey is it? Right. Uh, what's the weather outside? And did you just ignore it? You know, did someone just say something mean to me? Or it, it great? No, it's right, right, right on. And, and actually, there's another series I'm doing. I'm sitting down with a, another gentleman who has a whiskey room blog, and he and I have a series where we're going through the top 10 whiskeys as, as, uh, as ranked by basically the populace. Right? What do they like the most? And so uh, I, we haven't gotten to Jameson's yet, but it's up there. We're only on number seven. And, um, and what we did do, uh, Glenfinnick 12. And I remember when we tasted Glenfinnick 12 side by side with, with drop of water with plain. I literally said, this is like two different single malts in the same bottle. Exactly. And it's the kind of thing where when we get to Jameson's, which I know is probably four or five away up on the series, because I think it's one or two. Uh, yeah. And um, so when we get there, we will try those at least three different ways that you suggested. Right. And to me, that's always a great way to learn about whiskey. And it used to be a really fun interaction I would have with my guests at the bars and at the hotels because right. you can really, when they start seeing and experiencing that, it's really a very cool, because then you see all the options. Like you said, why is it important that Jameson is versatile? Because you can drink whiskey in so many different ways and enjoy it in right. so many different ways. So when you have something that is not only very versatile and can be enjoyed in so many different ways, it gets now you so many different ways to enjoy and that's a very fun thing right alright well I don't want to take Charles away too much from all the mixing he's doing for the wonderful patrons here at Looney's I think there's probably easily a couple hundred here are probably going to be looking forward to tasting these it's a big place but uh, I look forward to meeting with you again Charles for something else in the future well um, we have something fun we just did on Wednesday I did blind judging for an Avion cocktail yes. competition sorry I couldn't make that the blind judging 
It took us 10 hours. Yeah. We judged over 20 cocktails and we went from 2 in the afternoon to 2 in the morning to get them all done and to score them and remake. Wow. We were making infusions and syrups, oh. everything right there on the spot. So it was great. John Miller at Vita Taco I was working with and he's uh, outstanding. But the competition is going to be at Vita Taco in Annapolis right. on Monday. Monday the 26th. And right. it's going to be a blast, and we have some amazing bartenders. Okay. And I'll make sure I tag all that in the blog so the listeners can seek it out and taste all those great cocktails. Excellent. Um, and while I can't be there at that one to, to meet with you, I know we'll meet again next month or so. Definitely. Let me know when I can come do another class for you over Wonderful. at Engineers. Well, I would love coming over to that spot, and I hope that you come out to another one and maybe... Even if we just sit down and we walk through a tasting like I described, it would be a lot of fun. Sounds good. All right. All Cheers. Right. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Mary. Thank you.